Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Power Women in Insurance podcast. So today I have a saleswoman extraordinaire, somebody that I have met through the Women I've IAOA because she is part of a team that I think is dynamic, fun, entertaining, and really gets out there, connects, and builds community. And so today we're talking with Blythe Donovan from MVP Insurance out of Oklahoma City. Blythe, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on, Teresa. Well, I am really, really excited that you accepted the invitation to come on. Now, those people who are listeners or avid listeners to the group, maybe you heard when Joan was on a few weeks ago, probably about two or three months ago, but Joan is also with MVP Insurance and she is um, one of your bosses. I know that she and... Um, her business partner own the agency there at MVP Insurance, but we're really, really pumped because when I was up there getting to know Joan a little bit, getting to know her team, she was like, come on up, ask my team anything. I was so impressed with the, the uh, openness, with the uh, <clears throat> camaraderie you guys have up there. I was so impressed with how Joan and her team really runs the office as far as the opportunities that you guys have to come on in and really learn the industry and just what you guys are creating up there. It was really, really inspirational. And I got the opportunity even at night to sit down and talk with Blythe and get to know her a little bit more and just felt like she's just phenomenal. So I'm really, really excited. Blythe, tell us a little bit about you and how maybe you got into the insurance industry. So tell us kind of your story. All right. Well, okay. How long do we have? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so um, I have been a single mom for the last 10 years. Um, I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old now. Um, and being a single mom has been a big influence in my life in terms of the decisions that I've made. Um, I have owned my own business for five years before I found insurance. Um, I actually owned a couple different businesses. I used to do marketing. I owned a franchise at one point for five years um, because I want, I like the freedom and the flexibility that um, comes with being an entrepreneur. And that's really, um, I used to call myself a serial entrepreneur um, because I just like working for myself. I like that ability. And one of my favorite things about where I am right now is that I work for myself, but I'm supported by Joan and by Brent and by our office. Um, and I'm so, I will go to my grave being grateful that I found MVP insurance. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, They're such a great team over there. They really are. And, and the way that they pour into us um, is amazing. Our, our staff culture is really important and something that we protect very um, fiercely. We, we value having a servant's heart. And, um, originally I, um, I, I started looking for a job because it, it hit me, I guess, two or three years ago. I didn't love, love marketing. Um, mm. like I didn't love running a marketing business and that's what I was doing. I'd done it for two years. I had, um, helped several other businesses in our area grow. Um, 
but it wasn't, it was kind of forced on me by somebody that I know okay. who um, said, I feel like you're called to start this marketing firm. And I said, I feel like if I'm called, they should tell me, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So I went ahead and did it for a couple of years and I didn't love it. Um, and I think I was ready for something. I was really ready for the community. And I think right. that's the strongest part and the part that first drew me into MVP was the community there. We really are firm believers in community over competition. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't compete with each other. We don't compete with other insurance agents. Um, we just try to go about in the community and do our best to serve with what we have. Um, And it turns out I really do love marketing when I'm doing it in a service capacity rather than as a, I feel this pressure to make your business grow right? or else I'm going to lose my job capacity. Right, right, Um, exactly. So how do you utilize that marketing piece in your insurance space right now? Because just for our listeners out there, you are in sales, right? I mean, you are connecting, you are selling insurance. So tell us a little bit about how you've been able to utilize your marketing background, maybe your marketing, like you said, you enjoy it. It's something you enjoy, but just in a different capacity. How have you been able to connect those two in order to be able to make what you're doing successful and edifying directly for you as well. Um, so one of the things that we do in, in terms of serving and really building up our referral partnerships is um, we help serve people with whatever need they have. So when it comes to our referral partners, a lot of times there are um, three top areas that people struggle with if they're in business and whether they own the business or whether um, they're like me and they're you know a producer on their own but 1099 so it's like they own their own business um, or even if they're just at work inside of a business I feel like there are the three areas that really affect them are um, finding good people to work with <laughs> finding you know finding the right hire yep um, and and I just happen to be somebody who knows a lot of people and if I don't know somebody usually I know somebody who knows somebody so if you're looking for the right hire um I'm really good at connecting people in that way Uh um marketing is and getting the word out about their business is another area where a lot of people struggle um and and so it's been really nice to build those referral partnerships because um it kind of it kind of walks in and blows people away when we go, how can we help you grow your business? And they're like, um, I thought you were going to try and sell me something. And I was all set to tell you, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and I go, I actually, at some point I'm happy to sell you insurance if that's what you want, but I don't really care whether or not you buy insurance from me. What I really want is to get word out about what you're doing because what you're doing is awesome. Right. Um, And, and it kind of, it upsets that script that people have in their head of, you know, I'm, people see salespeople as bad, um, as, you know, the schmoozy, like finger gun winking, you know, used car salesman type. Who's like, I got a deal for you. (laughs) That's I, if that were what insurance was, I would never do it in a million years. Right. Um, 
so being able to go in and really meet people where their need is um into and for most of the people that i connect with that team that seems to be either marketing or meeting people who can help them um so it's we everything that we do uh, everything that i do and i've been very very successful um in insurance and in sales which if you had asked me two years ago if i thought i was a salesperson i would have laughed and i would have said <laughs> no <laughs> I, I am not a salesperson because i also had that same idea of the schmoozy guy in the ugly jacket going i think a lot of people do I think a lot of people do. And I think whenever you come to them and you want to be able to build that re that re the relationship and you want to help them, like you said, it changes the conversation from a schmaltzy, salesy type, <clears throat> you know, situation to a little bit more of that resource. Now, tell me, I know, I know that when you first started with Joan, she paid you a million dollars up front and <laughs> she went ahead and gave you every single resource under the sun. You already had tons of referral partners referring you business. And I know that you would just work completely set up for success for the first month, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Isn't that a company car? The whole bit, everything, right? And that was the offer to come work with Joan, right? That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but that's what <clears throat> I think. As insurance agency owners, sorry, my voice this morning, I think as insurance agency owners, sometimes we think we need to be able to hand somebody, especially new producers, you know, leads, or we need to handle them, hand them resources, or we need to hand them things to be able to be successful. But one of the things I think is cool about you that I want to make sure that people know and understand is you came to MVP Insurance with no experience in the insurance industry, you just got your license. You did not have experience in another agency. And tell me what, um, I mean, cause I, I happen to know with MVP insurance, they don't give a base salary. It's 1099. No. It is, um, you know, uh, going out there and, you know, kill, eat what you kill kind of thing. And, and I love that, but it's terrifying, I think for a lot of people. And I think it's so encouraging and so inspirational that you're able to come on in and be in that space at this point, because you're almost two years in. Tell us what that process has been like. Tell us what you went through to be able to be successful with that environment. Because I know Joan gave you all of the keys to the kingdom, but in a different way than what I think a lot of business owners maybe expect to have to give or want to have to give or we feel obligated to 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 give to a new salesperson that came on in so tell me kind of about that adjustment period for you as well and how you got over that and how you really have it have bloomed there so um you're right we are i am 1099 um there now i do have a, a small um little monthly stipend because i'm also now the sales team lead um <clears throat> so it's my job to kind of take what Joan has taught me and pour it into the other people in the office. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, that's my happy space. I love helping people. Um, and I think that's how I approached it when I came into insurance is I want to help people. I yeah. want to help people protect their assets. I want to help people um, know that, that they have somebody that they can trust. I want to help people by being honest with them. Um, and so I came in um, and I think for me, it worked well because I had the entrepreneurial mindset and I'm looking at the big picture. Looking at the big picture, I'm going to do very well financially 
in insurance. Yeah. Because I am going to get paid on the residual income. Um, and as a single mom who, you know, I was looking at my life and I was thinking, I don't know how I'm ever going to retire at this point right. Right. until I found insurance. So, so I saw the big picture pretty much right away when I went in for my interview with Brent and Joan and they walked me through how things go. Um, and I was willing to take that leap because I believed in, in honestly in Joan and what she was teaching me. And that's one thing I would say to um, anybody who owns an insurance agency um, or a business in general, the best thing you can do for your employees is to pour into them. That does not have to mean financially. That does not have to mean I pay for everything and I hand you everything because I do feel like I'm a better agent because I went through that struggle. And it makes me think of that, that thing about the, the caterpillar. And if you see a caterpillar struggling to get out of the, the cocoon and you cut it open, then yep. the butterfly wings are too weak to fly. And I think a lot of times um, insurance isn't for everyone. Right. Sales isn't for everyone. Commission isn't for everyone. Um, and it's okay if it's not for you. If you get into it and you decide that was a, it was a really good try, but I like having a steady paycheck. Yeah. Um, or I like that, um, that security, then there's no shame in that. And I understand kind of that fear yeah. behind that. Um, but I also think you have to look at it as long-term, do I believe that I have the tools to do this? And the training that I have gotten, the opportunities, the fact that Brent and Joan follow kind of an upside down pyramid um, of leadership model called the servant leadership. Um, Brent and Joan make less than we do. And I don't know, I hope I'm not in trouble for saying that, but um, as they're building their agency, their attitude has been, I want to pour into my staff. And, and I'm so fortunate, like it makes me want to tear up a little bit. I'm so fortunate that I have found a community where they really value what we have to offer and they pour into us and they, they help us do the work, but they don't hand it to us on a silver platter because it has made me a much stronger person. Um, and they care about me on the whole, not just my sales numbers every month. Right. Um, and I think that would be my, my number one tip to anybody who is running an agency um, and when I, when I ran my business for five years, I had 12 employees. I am still very, very close friends with all of them. I know at any point I could text any one of them and, and we would be able to help each other out. We would be there for each other. The, the relationships that you start um, pouring into the, those is what leads to long-term success. Mm. Um, and pouring into that means time and resources, being willing to answer questions, being willing to walk them through things, being willing to do that hard, have that hard moment where you go, I believe that you have the answers and that you can figure this out because I believe you are smart enough to do this. So I'm not going to help you with that now. And I'm going to let you struggle a little bit and figure it out. Um, and that's, 
that's been a really big thing that I've learned from watching Joan, especially in our agency, um, is there's a 1-800 number for everything. <laughs> there is. And, and you do learn so much by just jumping in and doing it. And you know, insurance, you're never going to know everything about insurance. I don't care if you're, you've been in it, you've been in it your whole life because your dad owned an agency, didn't he? Yeah. Well, we, we opened up the agency together 18 years okay. ago, yeah, but he owned, oh, okay. he owned an all state agency prior to that. And then he was, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in an insurance family. My mom was with state farm for 23 years, but she was a claim secretary. So it was a little bit different, you know, kind of thing. I did an internship in college with state farm in the claims department, a horrible way for people to get into the insurance space, not happy <laughs> at all. And you're still how. here. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I'm here, but yeah, no, absolutely. My family was it's very, very steeped in insurance a long time. Yeah, but don't you still feel like there are certain cases or certain people that come in and you're like, wow, that's that's a new one. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. I had a guy call me this morning. He wants us to see if we can find insurance for the portable buildings that people have at schools, except it's personally owned. And it's on some lease land that they go farming on and they, and they want to be able to insure it, but it's not a mobile home. I don't know. It's very, it's very odd. I don't know. I've got to, I've got to figure out that one later on, but people, it's people come to you with all sorts of different situations constantly. Right. And that's, that's when you have your opportunity to grow yeah. is when you're in it and you get to, to try and figure those things out. Yep. And Yep, sometimes it's a struggle, but I know I'm going to be successful because I've been allowed to struggle through that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I, yes, the first year would have been easier if I'd had a base salary and, you know, insurance and some of those little luxuries. Right. But <clears throat> um, long term, I wouldn't change a single thing about the way that I've done it. Um, and we've seen people come into the office um, and do well with it. We've seen people who come in and and kind of have the attitude of, well, what am I supposed to do now? And and don't have that whole you, you kill what you eat thing. And they just don't last as long in our office. Um, what do you think is the number one thing? And I think we've kind of probably talked about it a little bit. I just want to make sure we say it out loud. What is the number one thing that made you successful to be able to get to this point that you are looking at two years in this industry in a sales position? What is the number one tool or idea or personality trait that really has made you successful here? Um, so I can't follow the rules. I have to give you two. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Um, the, the first one has been, um, support, support from my office, support from, um, the 1-800 numbers, support from, from everybody who was willing to answer every single question I've had, um, and really guide me and show me how it's done. And then the, the, the other thing that I would say is right, is tied right up there is my referral partners. Um, and, and that also was something that was taught to me. I didn't come in knowing every mortgage lender and every realtor in town. I came in knowing like one realtor <laughs> and, right. 
And if you're building a referral partnership, you can't eat off of just one referral partner. Yep. Um, and, and that's the, probably the biggest area of support that Joan has given me is helping me form those relationships and teaching me how to pour into those referral partnerships to the point where consistently, even this week when I'm off of work, um, I've gotten two or three leads and, um, and it's Tuesday of this right. week. We're early in the week. You know, Tuesday right, I'm not talking two or three by Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday morning, everybody. So, you know, this right. is, like, you know, Friday. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's just really seeing the value in those referral partnerships. Um, and these are, these are the people that do life with us. These are people where, um, you know, I sit and I, I cry with them when they have a loss in their family. Um, I pray with them. I, you know, if I need help moving, I got yelled at by two of our referral partners when I moved earlier this year, cause they said, you didn't call and you said you were going <laughs> to ask for help and you didn't. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, so really finding those people and, and being able to pour into those relationships mm-hmm. because I wouldn't say that I'm good at sales. I would say I'm really good at relationships. Um, and, and that fortunately in insurance has translated into being good at sales. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that, that, I don't think that if you don't value the relationships that you can build a business as organically and as mm-hmm. quickly as I have been able to. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a great Jim Rohn quote and it says, don't wish that you were easier. Don't wish that it was easier. Wish that you were better. And I like that because what you've done is you've not said, Oh, Joan or Brent, go make it easier. You've said, how can I be better? And I think that is such a testament to you and being able to move forward in this industry, not even having any background or any, um, you know, like you said, you knew one person that would be maybe a referral partner, right? You knew one realtor or loan officer, whatever. So how did, how did Joan help you and empower you to get out there and make those relationships? Cause that's really scary, especially when you're new in the industry, you don't have a lot of um, knowledge maybe behind you. How did Joan come <clears throat> and teach you and empower you and help you to be able to grow those relationships? What did she do to help you get over that hump where you were able to not only um, wiggle your way out of that cocoon, but then also for you personally to be able to break free from that cocoon and be the successful butterfly that you are in the sense of being able to kind of come out of your shell and be able to build those relationships in a really, really healthy basis. What did Joan do that helped you to, to, to reach out and grab that? So uh, we call it wingmanning in our office and Joan Curtis is the, the queen of wingmanning and she just took me to events and, and, really made it about me in a way that wasn't scary or felt needy or anything. She, we would go to an event and she would go, Oh my gosh, you know, loan officer, Judy or whatever. 
you have got to meet my new producer, Blythe. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. She, you know, she loves marketing. She's got a kid right around your kid's age. She's the best thing ever. You have to meet her. Well, when somebody builds you up like that, first of all, it's really hard to meet someone and be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're automatically like, oh my gosh, Joan thinks she's amazing. So I'm going to love her. Um, and, and doing that for me really helped me feel a little bit more secure. And I was able to see how she did that. And that's one of the best ways that I have formed my referral partnerships because then I go and I do that for them. Right. I go, Oh my gosh, you need a lender. Let me introduce you. My friend, Sam, he's amazing. He has access to all these products. He, you know, Oh, he, he, you need to meet realtors. I know, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're looking for. And, and I kind of base who I match people up with by who, by what I know my referral partner's strengths are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I joke all the time. Like I do see other lenders, <laughs> I do see other real estate You're not agents. An exclusive relationship. Just right. <laughs> um, and I know you see other insurance agents and that's okay. Um, but but really going in and wingmanning people makes, makes networking so much less scary because it gives you a purpose. And I do very well if the focus isn't on me, right? I do very well if the focus is on others. Yes. Um, and so going into a networking event, a community coffee, a you know, a professional mom's luncheon, anything like that. And going in with the intent of, I'm going to introduce my friend Megan to three people makes it less scary for me and it's it's been really beautiful to watch my business just kind of organically grow because it impresses the people that I'm introducing them to it impresses the people I'm there to wingman Mm -hmm. and automatically they're kind of like wow who is this unicorn figure who came (laughs) in and didn't try to sell me anything yep Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Have you seen that um, easier or more difficult during COVID? Because now, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually recording this session. Today is December 22nd. Um, and uh, as it being December 22nd, we are officially, what, eight months into COVID, right? Um, depending on when you want to say COVID really started, I say March. So um, if that's the case, have you seen your ability to connect and network change over the course of the last eight months as compared? Because you've been in this now for two years, and a lot of people would probably blame that, uh, blame COVID <clears throat> with the idea of getting out, not being able to get out. Um, how have you seen that maybe change what you do, and how do you maybe network or connect people differently during COVID if you guys are maybe not getting out quite as frequently? Because I think that's a big fear that a lot of people would have. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, fortunately, I did have a background in social media. 
um, marketing. So that helped us be able to kind of make that transition smoothly right at the beginning. And so we started doing online eventing instead of in-person eventing. Right. Um, we like doing online educational events and things like that. Um, in fact, I just helped one of our new producers do one for, um, he was laid off from the oil and gas industry and, and wanted to produce an event to help other people who were transitioning out of oil and gas and into a different industry. Um, and so insurance obviously was the industry we were talking about, but he killed it online. He put together like a three hour online Zoom event. We had 112 people registered. For oh my it. word, 112? Yes. I didn't realize. And I, I, like if we were doing an in-person event, I wouldn't assume 112 people would show up in person. Right. Um, you know, because that's just not the way that events normally go, unless you're doing like a big conference or something. Um, wow. And so I'm I impressed. Think I'm impressed. It's I've actually been Zoom uh, events, and I, I don't know if I've been on one that's been quite that large. So that's that's good, especially one that was, you know, um, geared towards people and not necessarily like you know people that are legally required to keep their job to be on a Zoom meeting. You know, I mean, right. people that we're exploring. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, and the way that we went about it was very, um, we tried to approach every angle of it. Um, we started off with a speaker who addressed the emotional side of what, to, what do you do when you lose your 20 year career yeah. and when things don't go the way that you thought it would and, and kind of how do you turn that into a positive? Um, and then it ended with us talking about how to network online, how to do things like that. We had a career coach we had we heard from different people um who have transitioned into different industries and how they chose their industries and um it was it ended up being this beautiful event that we probably couldn't have had happen as well in person um, right. and i think that has been um just being open to to try new things during covid has really been a key to continuing our success um, and being authentic about the fact that this sucks and we're, we're all in it, yep. <laughs> that um, the majority of us are working from home in pajama pants, you know, and that we understand that it's hard. And I find that just acknowledging and being sincere about where we are makes it a lot easier for everyone because it yeah. kind of takes that permission. It gives them permission to be authentic with where they are, too. I agree. I agree. And it gives us permission to be able to be <clears throat> transparent and real and have that relationship building conversation rather than just the happy-go-lucky, everything's great, everything's, you know, fabulous, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, you know, it's right it's to be able to be real at that point and to let your guard down and to be able to, like you said, I love the fact that you guys started off with a gentleman who said, you know, was very real about what was going on in the industry as far as like, you know, the layoffs and like you said, that that really connected with maybe the, the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings that they were really struggling with because it probably opened that up in a very honest way to where somebody was able to say, hey, this is a place for me to be real and a place for me to come for ideas or support or, you know, whatever the, the, the actual conversation was going to be following that. But I like how you guys did that, especially on a, 
on a virtual basis where people could kind of deal with that, even in their homes or in their current locations. I think that's awesome. Right. Well, and the feedback that we got from just that one event um, has been wonderful. And so if, if people are struggling with what to do, how to network, um, I encourage you to think outside the box a little bit. Think about what do you need or what did you need at the beginning of this? What, where's an area you're struggling? And then find a way to meet that need. Because I don't know anybody who's going, 2020 has been my best year ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and sincerely meaning it. I think as a world, we've been hurt this year. Um, but finding out what the need is and being able to meet it, that's, that's a basic human thing. And, and not exclusive to insurance, but it translates very nicely into insurance um, from a sales perspective because you are able to make that connection and yeah. it builds that trust and it, you know, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. That's what we hear all the time. Yep. Well, if I come to you and I'm honest about the fact that like, I'm tired of homeschooling my children and, and I miss being social with people and, and this is really hard. And I do have a lot of friends who I, I can't go see my family. Right. They live three States away. Um, if we approach it from that, that base human level, instead of that, I could save you $80 level. Yes. It's a lot easier to build the relationship that leads to long-term relationships. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and it's, it's about connecting. Like you said, it's about building the relationships, not just about making a sale. And, um, <clears throat> and I love that even though you came in and uh, were commission only on owning your own space in that kind of way, that you were able to, to really recognize that and not get into the, um, the pitfall of the idea that, oh, I got to sell the next policy. You really came in with that relationship building mentality and you were able to utilize the tools that Joan and Brent had given you over there at MVP and really be able to run with them and make them yours and, and connect and build community through that. I think that's amazing. So if you were to talk to today, a new insurance agent who is just getting started out there in the world and or maybe um, an agency owner um, or another agency that's looking to be able to really pour into their team members what would you say to them, either the agent who's new and or, which are almost two different conversations, I apologize. I'm throwing two different things at no, you. No, that's okay. I'll answer both. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I appreciate that. What would you tell them as maybe those people are looking to be able to be more relationship-based and, and, and really get out there and grow and network and connect? What advice and or uh, wisdom would you pass along to each, each one of those? Um, so for the new agent, that's that's kind of where my heart goes first is to the new agents. And that's um, one of my favorite things is watching, you know, little baby agents who, right. who, you know, whether they're, you know, 21 and just getting started or 50 and discovering this is a new career. Um, everybody starts out with, with a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear. And what I would like to tell them is, Take a deep breath and it's going to be okay. If you stick with it, um, this is going to be a great path for you because you can connect with other people. 
I know don't try not to let the finances part of it be the thing you focus on. First of all, it'll really freak you out that first six months when you're building. Right. <laughs> Cause you'll be like, ah, I miss being able to pay for things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also if you're always focused on the financial side of it, which I know is why we have a job ultimately right. at the end of the day, that's all of us are in this career because we need to need money to provide right. for our families, you know, but, but if that's your sole focus, it gets really easy to, to psych yourself out. Yeah. So focus on how am I growing? What am I learning? Um, there have been months. There was one last November. I sold one policy. One. Oh my goodness. It was a commercial auto. Um, it was like $10,000 in written premium. And I made that sale on November 30th. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this. But at that point, I had been in insurance long enough that I was like, so this sucks. This month is hard. I am not happy about right now. But I, I saw it as a learning opportunity. And last December, kicked off a 12, an 11-month, like, just awesome streak for sales for me, where I, I really grew a lot during that time because I came at it with the attitude of, what am I learning from this? Yeah. What else could I be doing to connect with people, to reach out to people, to get where I need to be? Um, and I took it as a learning opportunity. So when you have those months, because everybody's going to have a bad sales month, it's just, it's part of the nature of the beast. Yeah. It's how this goes. Don't let it psych you out. Take it as an opportunity to grow. Take it as, mm. wow, that didn't work. <laughs> So where can I change what I'm doing to get to be, to have something that does work? Yeah. Um, so that would be my advice to a new agent is just focus on how you can help people and how you're growing as a person in business, what you're learning and don't beat yourself up for not knowing what you don't know yet. Right. Oh, um, so true. Don't beat yourself up for what you don't know yet. I, that is, that's huge. I like that a lot because I think that's what we do. A lot of yes. we say, I should have known, or I didn't know. Why didn't I know? Or, you know, what is it that I don't know? You know, those are the things that stir people up and that we get all about, you know? I mean, right. Wow. I, I like that. That's, 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 that's really, that's really good. I like that. Um, and then for agency owners um, and people in management, I would say um, show the people that work for you that you care. That's the number one thing. I know from both sides, it is easy to focus on that sales piece, the bottom line, the numbers piece. And to go, if you're not selling, we're not keeping the doors open. And so you've got to go sale. Um, but putting the people before the profit, I think, will come back, you know, sevenfold every single time. Right. Um, one of the reasons that I love my job is because of who Brent and Joan are in our agency. The fact that um, they're literally right there supporting us every step of the way. Yeah. I have been told since, since day one by Joan, there is nothing you can mess up that I can't fix. 
and that it takes a big burden off of a new person's shoulders um because i i did feel like okay they've got my back um and and i have heard joan fire clients who were rude to our staff because at the end of the day she cares more about how we are treated than she does about that you know portion of the commission that that she may lose out if she fires that one client and as a result we have you know a huge book of business that all loves us and values us and treats us nicely and it's a joy to go to work yeah so setting those standards and and really being there for your people um i think will grow your business faster than if you're worried about nickel and diming and and high pressured sales and and all of that um so i would say you know serve serve with your people um you know the 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 bosses in our office scrub toilets right the same way we do we you know serve an attitude absolutely and they're they're doing life with you guys too i see online on your facebook profile how you guys are doing things together painting the new office i know you guys just bought a new office space so that's exciting and um having days where you guys paint together days where you guys support each other you guys have had chili cook-offs you guys have had events with your networking partners you guys have constant um life with your community and i think that's so vital to be able to do and you guys do such a great job showing that on social media and so forth so i think you guys have done a great job well thank you and it's sincere too it's not just for social media we we um Joan, full disclosure, is also my best friend. <laughs> so but that means and, she wasn't your friend beforehand, right? I mean, no, you, I, didn't, didn't know I didn't know her. Um, in fact, Brent was the one who brought me into the business, yep. and and he almost didn't. And I'm so grateful that he did because when he met me, um, we met at a, a chamber event, um, and I love my life. I I am full of joy everywhere I go, no matter what I'm doing, and so. Um, when we go to events like that, I tend to be the loudest person there until I met Joan. Um, <laughs> See, that's me right there. People like know when I'm in the room because I'm always exactly. Alive. That's that's why we get along so well, Teresa. Yes, yes. And my voice carries too. I always tell people my voice carries, so it makes me appear louder than I am. You know, kind of like the mirrors, like you know, um, where it says, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just maybe objects and. Yes. Yes. That they may appear closer than or may appear larger than they are or closer than yes, they are. Exactly. Yes. So me, I appear louder than I am. That that's my that's my excuse as well. Yes. <laughs> well, and I have this great big laugh, like to the point where I've literally been at events and had people from like offices a couple doors down come over because they were like, Oh my gosh, I heard you. It's like that is oh, awesome. embarrassing. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. Um so Brent. Um, had met me at, at that and I was really not wanting to keep doing my own marketing thing. And so I posted on Facebook, Hey, if there's anybody out there who's interested in, in a job where I will work my heart out, um, but I'm ready to work for someone else, but take ownership, you know, in my own way as right. well, because I'll do anything at all for, for the people I work for. Um, but I also my kids come first. And if, if I have something that comes up with my kids, I need that flexibility. That was important. Um, and so Brent messaged me and he was like, Hey, so insurance is 
I, I don't know if you would like it. It's a little boring. I don't know. And I came in and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I'm taking care of people. I'm connecting with people. Joan and I met and just instantly clicked. And the rest is history. We've, yeah. Um, we, we walked in and, and immediately I was like, I love you. You're just, you're amazing. Um, and so Joan, Joan and I were talking one time and she's like, yeah, you know, she was a new girl. So I was training her. So we put her in my office and little did I know we'd end up being great friends, you know? And so I love that this industry also really has built so many great relationships too. Cause I know that Joan and I have met through insurance, right? And become right. friends. And then you guys as well. I mean, even though you guys are, you know, Joan is your boss and all that. She also puts herself on a very real level. She also puts herself on a very uh, transparent space in order to be able to build relationship. And I think that's really great for business owners and for um, people to know and to recognize is that we have to be transparent. We have to show our joys and our struggles. We have to show that transparent doing life with our team. We can't just be this pie in the sky leader who we don't connect with our team because if we don't connect with our team then we don't know their struggles and or their successes we can't celebrate with them and encourage them to step up where they need to right just like we talked about mm -hmm. so make it easier let's us get better right just like what Jim Rohn said and I really really like that because I think that's what Joan has really brought to the table for you guys and one of the things that I really work hard with my team to try to say hey we're doing life together we're doing real together and um I think that's really just something I think a lot of business owners need to make sure that we embrace is to be that real leader that really encourages and uh, lifts our team up so that that way everybody can truly be successful. Right. Absolutely. And that's being real with them. It, you, you can't get better than that. And it won't. That's the best way that I know to build a business is to just build it based on relationships and you're your relationships start with the people that work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Blythe? It has been amazing talking to you today. I think you have really given a lot of people some really great nuggets of information, some great, great uh, space to be able to have great conversations with their teams and or with maybe their, their bosses. And you've given people a lot of things to think about. So thank you so much for coming on, on today. I appreciate you very, very much. Well, thank you for having me. It was, it was wonderful to get this time together. Well, Blythe, if people want to reach out to you, get to know you better, maybe pick your brain about a topic, how can somebody reach out to you and connect with you? Um, well, they're welcome to email me. My email is uh, Blythe at insuremvp.com. Um, and that's B-L-Y-T-H-E at I-N-S-U-R-E-M-V-P.com. Um, and, and I'd love to help talk to people if you need help you know, training people or, or, or pouring into them or marketing ideas or anything. Um, that's, I love helping others. So, so if you have awesome. questions, please do reach out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, everybody. This is the amazing power women in insurance with Bly Donovan from MVP insurance out of Oklahoma city. And she is fabulous. And every week, every Wednesday, we do have a great interview with another amazing and powerful woman in the insurance space. That's really cutting into new territory specifically for women and growing that space. So if you want to be able to get more nuggets of information every single week,
week, every single Wednesday, we do publish a new episode. Everybody make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast and we will talk to you again next week, Wednesday. Have a great week, everybody. 